Just uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking with one of my neighbors out in the yard. You know, it's that time of year where you got to drag the sprinkler around, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we were both doing that one evening. And he's telling me, you know, about uh, how he and his wife had just took a trip, went up to Oklahoma and got a cabin up at, you know, Beaver's Bend. And, and uh, he said he, he tried to go into the dispensary and see if he could get some some weed, you know, and uh, he's told me before that he don't smoke because he gets, you know, drug tested at his job on a regular basis and whatnot. He just can't afford to, but he figured, you know, what the hell, I'm in Oklahoma, I'm on vacation. So uh, he's telling me the story, and of course they wouldn't do anything because he didn't have an Oklahoma ID, you know, but uh, they did sell, you know, point him in the direction of Delta 8 and Delta 10 products, you know, so he still got his game on, right? And he's telling me all about it. And I said, uh, he said, you know, I can't wait till Texas gets a medical program or, or, or at least something. And I said, well, did you know, we actually do have yeah. a medical program in Texas. And he's like, no, we don't. And I said, yeah. yeah. I said, it's limited, extremely limited. Yeah. But it's actually not too shabby right now. If you talk to a lot of veterans who are using it for PTSD, they're, they're using the gummies that, you know, they got 25 milligram gummies nowadays. Gummies are awesome, man. Yeah. The problem is it's so damn expensive. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just, there's no, it's, there's no, there's no competition. Hey y'all, welcome back to Gramps Place, where I have the conversations everyone wants to have. We talk about all things government, economics, cannabis law reform, social equity, and politics to name just a few. I talk with doctors, scientists, researchers, patients, and more, where you can get the information you need to make an educated decision. In this episode, I get to talk with Jim Gerenser. Jim is a father, entrepreneur, and activist for cannabis as medicine. We talk about the terrible battles his son has had with cancer and how cannabis has been the saving grace for them for years. Jim tells us about his newest adventure called Pico Playbook. He describes what the playbook is and how it is helping survivors help others. Let's meet Jim and join the conversation. Hello, Jim, and thank you for joining me here on Grant's Place. Glad to be here. Please introduce yourself and, and tell our listeners what, what personal thing or event in your life there was that uh, brought you to know cannabis as medicine. Right on. Okay. Um, my name is Jim Garrenser. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a converted entrepreneur to a philanthropist recently, which is exciting. Uh, <laughs> What got me going in the ca- medical cannabis side is I moved out to California with my son, Eric, in 2012. Um, he had a brain tumor when he was younger at eight. Mm. Misdiagnosis. 
uh, misdiagnosis by the doctor, and two years later it came back. Uh, the surgery didn't go that great. He ended up having a stroke, a lot of issues because of all that. Um, Ten years later, he got a clear bill of health. Uh, coming back from the Augusta National for the Masters in 2012, he couldn't pee, and turned out that he had Burkitt's lymphoma in his abdomen. Mm. So here's a kid that's just been through hell already. He literally just got it all clear, and then um, that showed up. And uh, we were in California. We were in the, the John Muir Hospital Network. We had a really good doctor, uh, Shoba Kankapati. And she um, she did a great job. Um, Eric Eric did good. He had a couple issues, of course, um, issues with his, his his port and things like that. But ultimately, when he got finished, when we got home, they gave him nine prescriptions. And by using cannabis when we got home, they were able to eliminate five of those prescriptions. So just right I off the bat, right off the bat. Right mm. off the bat. And mom was going, what, why, where, what? Do you want me to get a patch? You don't want pills? I was like, no, no, we don't need any of that crap. You know. So, all- so what What were some of the medications that were eliminated by, by switching to cannabis? Mostly nos- nauseous. Okay. And then, the, and then the pill that goes to deal with the, the pill that takes away the nausea. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. how yeah. the pill factories work. Sure. And, uh, and it was just uh, obvious that something about this. And uh, at that point, we... We, um, you know, we we're in California, so we both had our medical license, and we started looking at the the store visits differently by asking more about the oils. And uh, a local guy down the road from us in California, a guy named uh, Brandon, um, was also a cancer survivor with a brain tumor. And Brandon and his mom and his brother were all in the business. That um, the brother grew it. Brandon made oil and the mom marketed it. It was just an mm. awesome family, man. And so I still buy, I still get some product from Brandon. You know, it's a, it's yeah, a it's, good product. It's it's amazing uh, when you get involved with the network of people, especially on the, you know the medical side of things with cannabis. It, it, it's truly amazing the people you'll meet and and get to know. It, it's it's astounding to me. You know, if you're it, talking night and day, medical cannabis compared to recreational cannabis is just not anywhere in the same world. I mean, no. the people in it are, you know, different, all in it for the different reasons. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've been working with cannabis basically in some form ever since your son's ordeal, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I've been kind of researching it. And um, about four or five years later, I ended up getting some skin cancer and I had read the, the book Phoenix Tears pretty much what was out there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I read it and, and they showed pictures of what would happen to the skin cancer. And it just did exactly what they were saying. It was like literally, um, bringing it to the surface and then dissolving it. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, it literally exactly what they said it would do. It did. So yeah. two weeks later it was gone. Um, I ended up getting some, you know, a lot of people call FICO, they call it RSO and, 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 you know, there's a lot of different things going back and forth. Rick Simpson, he's done a great job. A lot of people call RSO uh, real scientific oil. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and, and, and it, 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 they don't give Rick Simpson the, um, you know, Rick Simpson didn't even want the credit. He just got it, you know, because nobody yeah. else had done anything with it. And um, and that's kind of where the, the concept went in. I ended up investing in a bunch of companies, learning a lot about the cannabis space, uh, learning a lot of, um, a lot that I didn't, like I said, I didn't like a whole lot of the, recreational stuff going on uh sure 
super cutthroat. Um, wrong people are in it for the wrong reasons. Uh, I felt like I had already run that course, and you know, from my outlaw standpoint, I felt like I always had a pretty good hold on my buddies in the space, and everybody seemed to be pretty cool, you know. So uh, it's changing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, tell me, uh, or tell us, uh, how's your son doing? You know, Eric's doing great. Thanks for asking. He's he just turned thirty, July third. Wow. Uh, he's like an. He runs he runs our business. Uh, it's uh, eight eight digits. Big big pretty good business. Cool. Um, he manages the whole thing. He's president of Nationwide Auto Services. Um, we do. We basically help build tractors and trailers for companies like John Deere and Caterpillar. Okay. And uh, and then uh, he's been doing great. He's very supportive. We started a charity uh, about ten years ago, and it's called Early Recognition is Critical, Eric. And uh, okay. And so he's he's healthy. He's he does he does a lot of maintenance cannabis oil. Um, big believer in it. Uh, we're we're all big believers, and he's so so. Is he in complete remission at this point, or he's in complete remission, doing great, absolutely yeah. wonderful, feeling good, very supportive, very uh, open minded, very very old soul, which is pretty cool to be able to hang out with that. You know? Sure, I imagine it is. So uh, you're involved in something new uh, now called Fico Playbook. Tell us what FICO playbook is and how it works. Okay, so uh, when I first noticed that I got skin cancer, I started doing some research and, and trying to pull up what was out there and available yeah. for, for, for educating me on what to do, what, where, where, what to do, where to go, how to do it. And uh, the more I searched, the more I realized there wasn't a whole lot of good information out there. So I found a, a site, it's called Cannabis Oil Success Stories, and when I got on there, they had a bunch of stories. It was like story after story after story and, and word really wordy. And it was like somebody talking about what they did and how they did it. And it was, you know, it was a page full of data. And if I was really trying to find out the best way to do it, I really would have to read 100 stories and try to compare what stories they were. So um, I, I'm, I own part of a technology company. Um, so the concept was to be able to take a story or a what we call a patient reported outcome, mm -hmm. something that the pharmaceutical companies could care less about. They don't care if the product works. They don't, they don't want us to talk to other people that are using the same product at all. That's the last yeah. thing. Um, so what we started doing is collecting these patient reported outcomes, but asking the questions properly to be able to get data that we could aggregate and, and come up with like a survey. So, um, so the concept of the playbook is to, it's a platform built for patients by survivors. So we collect this content from the survivors, including stories, links, videos, and actual data for what they used and how they used it, including supplements, diet changes, how did they remove toxins, all those things. We collect all that into a database. And then when the patient comes in and they type in a couple easy questions, um, age, zip code. The reason we do zip code is if you're in a non-legal state, we help you get to a legal state. Yeah, okay. um, and and if you're in a medical state, we help you get your medical license, give you some recommendations, and okay. uh, and the concept is to be able to get the patient to type in what they need, and and then based on the database that we have, 
that'll build them a playbook specifically for them, for their situation. Because every situation is a little bit different. And that's phase one. It's already out now, picoplaybook.org. Uh, we have an app on the, I, the, Apple, the Apple Store. It's under Pico Playbook. Um, the plan is to get more interactive, intuitive, start asking patients during treatment instead of waiting till after, getting data right from them and what, what the FICO does for them, how it affects their meals, how their sleep is, how their bowel movements are. And if the patient has a question like, hey, I'm having trouble going to the bathroom, he can ask that into the playbook and then the playbook will go to the database, pull some stories from patients or survivors that had similar problems and share that with the patient. So it's really paying it, paying it forward. It's a okay. survivor that wants to help the next patient. Sure. And we have hundreds of them right now, and we're looking for more. Um, we collect these stories on our website, same thing, picoplaybook.org. You can go there, you can put your story in. That story goes into our database, and then the, the, the magic happens. It, ch it changes. We don't really want the same playbook happening for each person, each each person's a little bit different. A, a older gentleman might be different than a, a 22-year-old kid. Uh, yeah. Skin cancer is different than breast cancer. You know, skin cancer, you don't really need to change your diet. Breast cancer, colon cancer, bladder cancer, you need to change your diet almost as, as much as you need to get on plant-based medicines. Yeah. One of the main things that the Fecal Playbook is we do not recommend not doing chemo or we're not, we're not against Western medicine. We just believe that you should not wait for the last resort for FICO to be an option. It should be your first resort because ultimately whatever you end up doing, you, you need to get some some kind of a buffer in your system that allows you to deal with all the poisons that they're getting ready to bring your way. Well, not only that, um, some, of the, some of the research I've read over the last couple of years in, in, in places like Spain and Italy uh, where, they're, where they're using extracts of cannabis and even FICO in some cases uh, in conjunction with the, the current standard chemotherapies that are that are right you know for whatever the, the cancer may be and uh, you know there are some some really good ones that I read about three years ago on a condition that I have which uh, I don't have the cancer yet but I have the precancerous blood disorder called MGUS, okay. which is, is basically the precursor to multiple myeloma, oh, which wow. is a blood cancer. Yeah. Uh, and there, there currently is no cure. There are treatments that have hopes of remission, but some of those treatments over time, your body becomes pretty much immune to them. They no longer work oh, wow. on a lot of people. So the, the, one of these, one of these studies out of, uh, I believe it was the university of Camerino, Italy, where, they used THC and CBD in synergy with this same drug, uh, which uh, Bortzomib is the name of the drug, uh, and they used, were able to use lesser amounts of, of the Bort, yeah. uh, which had less side effects and had 10 times the effect in killing the cancer cells. Son of a bitch, man. I mean, that's all laboratory tests, you know, but that's in vitro, in a lab, that's, that's, Let's get some clinical trials going, right? You know, yeah. Uh, so you know, it's promising stuff, and and that same same scenario I've seen in other cancers with using FICO in conjunction with with chemotherapies and using them at a reduced rate, 
and having a profound better effect with less damage to healthy tissue. And, and for uh, one thing is it, it helps with recovery. You know, it puts, absolutely. Your body, puts it in homeostasis. I mean, it, it builds your immune system up. It's all positive stuff. Um, you know, I'd say it's, it doesn't work alone. It, it does need you to um, change your diet. You know, you cannot, you, you cannot fight um, bladder cancer and, and eat sugar. Yeah. You know? drink, drink 10 sodas a day. You just can't. You know what? Yeah. Um, I just had a good friend of mine uh, pass away from, from mm. prostate cancer, a reoccurrence. He, he was just stubborn, man, and he didn't follow the protocol. He had me right here. to. I gave him tons of medicine, and he just kind of, you know, acted like he was doing it, never did. He was drinking Red Bulls, uh, not eating very good, didn't have a caregiver, refused to let anybody go to the doctor with him. There were, those are all things that we should all learn what not to do, literally, yeah. and it's Kind of like a, I hate to refer to it as a, a plane wreck, but that's how you learn more about planes than successful flights, you know? Sure, absolutely. And, uh, we need to know, you know, a lot of things I don't like to talk about, like what not to do, but this is one of those things. This is a definite what not to do. Absolutely. So, uh, I could think of a few others. Yeah, you <laughs> what, man, yeah. Alcohol be yeah. one of them. I've been off. I drank a glass of wine last night, but for ten straight days, I didn't drink any alcohol. I felt so freaking good, man. I I got to be honest with you. I during the pandemic, I I got really comfortable drinking every day. Yeah. I just yeah. I never was a big. I was always cannabis first, but um, pandemic, I just got bored. You know, and you, you know when you couldn't pass the puff puff pass, it became a non-issue. Uh, Social social drinking, and I was next thing I know, I'm drinking alone, and because you're home home you're home alone, right? You know, it's yeah, just like yeah. it's easy to go to. It's a it's a vice. It's very addictive. It makes you feel like crap. Uh, yeah, and it's legal. It's legal. Yeah, yeah. well, it even kills people. You know, congratulations um, on cigarettes too, man. I'm super proud of you. Um, my dad died from smoking cigarettes at age 53. Uh, oh yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm done with that for sure. That's uh, well, pushing three years now. That's good. You did. You know, I, I watched that from day one. I remember day one. I remember hour one, man. You know? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I had an episode, and I still say it was COVID before COVID was COVID, because it was in November of 2019. Okay. And I had an episode that was very, very similar to what a lot of people go through with COVID to the point where, I mean, I felt like I was drowning, you know, even though I wasn't, there was no fluid in my lungs, but it felt like I was drowning. It felt like I couldn't get enough air and, um, went to the emergency room, you know, and the whole bit, and they said, there's, there's nothing there, you know, so sent me home. But, uh, I'll be honest, still to this day, I don't think I'm the same after that. And I've yeah. had COVID proven, diagnosed with lab test COVID since then. That was similar. Right. And then I've had something without a, I swear I've had it again since then. But, but anyway, that was the catalyst for me was that whatever that was in November of 2019, it kicked, ass, huh? uh, it kicked my ass to the point where I said, you know what? I got to quit smoking these cigars. Yeah. Cause they're yeah. killing me. Yeah, they really are. They really are man. 
And uh, you know what is, you know, a lot of people that died did smoke, you know, and they were overweight and they just were absolutely uh, force of least resistance, man. It took out the weakest links. Yeah. And so that, that was, uh, I mean, that was the deciding factor. I was sitting out there in the garage and I'd take a little puff off a cigar and I'd hack my full head off for 10 minutes. And then I'd take another puff and I just said, you know what? This is stupid. How was that doing for you? Uh, I'm like, what in the heck? This is like right between Christmas and New Year's, and uh, yeah, you just like, I, you know, in the in the in the past when I'd said I was going to quit smoking, whether it was cigarettes or cigars or whatever, uh, I always said, uh, well, you know, when I finish this pack, that's it, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Not this time. I had a pack unopened of cigars. Oh, There's wow. five cigars in a box, right? I had a box and a half and I cut them in half and threw them in the trash and said I'm done you know and I mean I'm still feel like I'll hack up a lung three or four times a day you know sure but, but you know what? Uh, that's healthy that's the that's the positive part of cannabis yeah yeah you. nothing nothing else can cause that right I mean that expulsion of of phlegm nothing else will get that out I'm the same way that I've noticed not drinking every night um in the mornings I'd wake up and when I brush my teeth, man, it, it could get violent sometimes, you know, and it's just not <laughs> happening right now. It's like I'm trying to make it happen, and it, I just can't recreate that feeling that that what alcohol actually does to you, right? Yeah. Well, it makes you sick. That's all you can say is it makes you sick. And it it literally. Up, liver's got some, some issues with it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I just got to take, you know, I'm, I'm 61, getting ready to be 62. I'm, I'm glad to be here. My dad died at 53. I thought I was, I thought that that was my number. I kind of put everything around that and just kind of lived around that, that, that number and kind of lived hard up until then. And then I realized, you know, crap, maybe I'm going to be around a little bit longer. Maybe I should take better <laughs> care of myself. <laughs> it's funny how that works. <laughs> it's funny how that works. So. So, yeah, we're we're excited about the playbook, and you could definitely we it's for patience, man. It's for patience. Well, uh, I was going to ask you. Uh, uh, you say your survivors, your stories come from survivors, and you said you had about a hundred survivors. What are is there any particular keynote condition that's that stands out, or is there a wide variety? Mostly skin cancers are most predominant because it's it's a it's a it's great for skin cancer. I mean, yeah. it's not just good; it's great. Absolutely, exactly what it says it's going to do. Um, we've gotten great results from that. Uh, we're we have a lot of really good results from breast cancer, um, a lot of colon cancer survivors, and okay. bladder cancer survivors. Um, so those are all. Uh, real similar some of them are hormonal driven cancers which is requires a little bit different uh playbook um, yeah um, all of them require diet changes absolutely got to get off the sugars uh you know things i'm learning there's methionine and uh fish and chicken actually if you have cancer fish and chicken is probably the absolute worst thing to eat and when you're in a hospital and you're getting chemo guess what they feed you salmon and a freaking chicken breast man <laughs> you know so because of the methionine, it feeds it. It feeds cancer. It's like sugar. So they're basically feeding you sugar. Pardon this short break for a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Gramps Place, the podcast where Gramps and his guests talk about all things cannabis and cannabis law reform, 
along with anything else that piques public interests. Um, you know, we talk a lot about what cannabis does differently than what pharmaceuticals do. Pharmaceuticals, they fix the, 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 they fix the, the symptom. Yeah. Cannabis fixes the cause. Yeah. It's like night and day, right? I mean, you, you know that, and it's for a lot of diseases, but, you know, specifically talking about cancer, it, it does, um, it, like I said, we recommend people start on it right away because it's going to be brutal treatment, no matter what you're getting done. Uh, uh, the, the chemo is brutal. I watched Eric go through it. He was, a, he was an 18-year-old kid and just getting beat up. His white blood count would be so low they'd have to wait another week to do treatment. He was getting interthequal. They were sucking... Um, spinal fluid out of his spine and shooting chemo into it in between yeah it's just like shit man it's brutal and that's what they got and that's really what yeah. it's just unbelievable that yeah, i watched i watched my wife go through it with for, for breast cancer and so yeah it's it's, it's it brutal. completely devastates the family we have a, a patient right now you're, you're exactly right and, and there's a group out there that we work with called hope kids and it's it's for the kids of the siblings because they get forgotten about it's okay so you put so much effort into what you're doing you have to you, you, you just everybody else gets put on the back burner which is 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 is, is detrimental in the long run sure uh, you know it does it does cause problems and a lot of marriages break up because of it uh, yeah which are which is too bad you know which however it happens good bad or indifferent it's just the damage is done uh you know we've 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 fought together i got divorced in 2007 when we just had enough of each other you know and it was i was i was a bad boy i was a party boy in the 80s a uh, lot of powder um 2007 about the time she was tired of me i was tired of drugs finally you know and um i haven't touched anything since uh proud of that that's that's that you know i thought i thought everybody in the world did drugs like drugs you know what i mean and, yeah. and actually i found out now that it actually that was all that i was hanging out with and it sure did appear that was what the case was so yeah i, I can relate to that story trust me we <laughs> <laughs> so got divorced and now i'm back with my back with my wife and it's it's a lovely uh, love it's a it's a love story we don't live together which makes it really amazing uh, so we're only together when we want to be so we still have our independentness and we, we have a place down in Austin that we go down to and hang out so it's 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 good she's not a big cannabis uh, user now anymore but um, supports what we're doing she understands the benefits of it she knows what happened with Eric um, we're saving we're, we're, we're positive we're saving lives uh, and we're making lives better for sure. I got a buddy that um, was was uh, my neighbor down in Austin. He come up about three months ago and he hit me up and he said, "I've got lymphoma, man." You know, mm. and I, dude, go next door, and go into my clo my closet and grab this syringe and start on that right now. And he did, and he's been feeding, giving us feedback on a regular basis, even daily, of of how it works, how it's working for him, and and. Uh, He's got his girlfriend lives in Florida, so he went out there and he doctors all approve it. He got his medical card and now he can go by Pico there. And he bought some CBD, so he bought one to four CBD. So he said when he gets too high on the Pico, he just hits him, hits the CBD, and it helps him a lot. So it's, that's that's just it's, it's a working exactly like we want it to work. 
-hmm. all that feedback will end up becoming something that the next patient is able to yeah. uh, utilize and stuff. So I, I, I can't, if anybody has any better way to do it, let me know because it's, we can't, we're not doctors, so we can't let people know, but we're just letting people, if we're kind of doing surveys, basically. Yeah. And those surveys are all kinds of stuff. What supplements do you use? We have a whole list of supplements on there. Uh, we have a, a way, we have a, basically right now we have a weed map. Go to weed maps, look up FICO, the best you can do right now, get some FICO in your body. Um, we're working right now on kind of a FICO standard to try to create, to get everybody to try to make it in a certain, you know, kind of use the best quality product as, if possible, right? I mean, sure. use gasoline when you can use uh, Everclear. And, uh, so, and uh, you know, the, the long soak compared to the quick wash, the long soak gets more cannabinoids out. Um, Multi-strain, multi-strain is better than single strain. Uh, yeah. Single strain is great, multi-strain is better. Uh, and just throw five or six together if you can. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, and start taking it everywhere you possibly can, as much as you could possibly tolerate. My, my mentor, Jack Kungle, said that if you get really high on it, what does he recommend? He said, do more. He said, because you'll never get that, you'll never get that high again. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I do about a half a gram a day myself. I do about a quarter gram in the morning and about a quarter gram at night. It's pretty much um, pretty chill, isn't it? I mean, I used to yeah. use Xanax to go to sleep. Yeah. No, I, at all. I don't do any. Every once in a yeah. while, I'll do a Benadryl just to change it up a little bit, like once every two weeks, but um, not, nothing at all. Nothing. Well, I do it for, I started doing it for um, for the neuropathy in my legs and feet that this blood disorder causes, causes nerve damage. So I, and so I take that. Awesome. That's all you take? Yeah. Right on, man. I was on 800 milligrams of gabapentin a day wow. years ago, and, and that didn't do shit for it, you know, and that stuff's poison. So besides uh, FicoPlaybook.org, right? Yep. Besides FicoPlaybook.org and, and the app, I mean, is is it just an Apple app, or do you have it for the it's Android as well? Or? It'll, be Android, it'll be Android within the next week. We're just doing okay. a couple couple tweaks. Um, we wrote it in React Native, but there's just a couple tweaks that we need to do, and it'll be on the Android app. Uh, initially, okay. we started calling it. So the Android, you could go to an app called HealthCamp Buddy. HealthCamp is just like healthcare. It's got a THC in it. Okay. And, uh, you can't have healthcare without THC. Right on. Health camp was based on back before the pandemic. I had a partner up in uh, Caddo, Oklahoma, and my goal was to be able to uh, um, have people come to this facility and experience FICO, like okay. get help them acclimate to it and use the medicine and 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 diet and things like that. Get them kind of understanding what they need to do to change their lifestyle. And uh, and then when the pandemic hit, I thought, well, we got to go technology. So and it's really cool because the technology we can actually do it all over the world. We're teaching people how to make fico. You have if you can get some flour, we'll teach you how to make it. Um, also, another really cool thing is we're going to be setting up a survivor. We don't call them survivors um, that work with us. We call them rock stars because a survivor is somebody that survived cancer, but a rock star is somebody that survived cancer that's paying it forward, which gotcha. is so important. So Absolutely. we're looking for more rock stars um, and we've got a 
tremendous amount of them. And what we're setting up right now is we're having 15 minute chats. So if somebody wants to, uh, some patient wants to talk to a survivor about their specific type of cancer, if they have colon cancer, we'll hook them up with a colon survivor. Okay. We can actually talk directly to them. So it's a really cool thing. Um, that, that's on the app. Um, we, you can set up a private chat or, or you can get on a phone call with them. So that's something we're really proud of. Um, cool. we, need more rock, we need more rock star survivors. So. Sure, absolutely. Uh, the more the more that you can get, the more information you can share. Right? And the better the, the, the data becomes. And yeah. also, the more survivors, less patients. You know what that means, right? That's the that's how we want the flow to work. Uh, that, that, absolutely. I think, I'm thinking we need, you know, to turn some of these hospitals into like preventive maintenance facilities. They build the they're building the hospitals too big, man. Those need to be like prevention, like how to eat and eat healthy and grow badass food and and really manage that. And then you don't need a big hospital anymore. Yeah, yeah. If more people could understand that. That's just like you know the the uh, the ones some of the ones that uh, are fighting some aspects of legality around the country where it comes to home grow. I want to limit it or, or completely do without it, right? Like in uh, a couple years ago, it was, uh, oh, who was it? Uh, I could have said it 10 minutes ago. But there was a big, big multi-state operator that basically was lobbying against personal home grow. Oh, my God. In, really? in, in, in New York or New Jersey, I can't remember. And it was like, well, talk about showing your true colors. And here's my thing to, to big business, per se, right? Because big business has its hand in everything, right? Yeah. Even the cannabis industry. So here, here's my message to big business. Just the same as every single American can grow vegetables in their backyard. The majority of them don't. They're looking right. for a store to go buy it from. So right. you're not going to lose any business by allowing the few who do have the knowledge and the know-how and the time and the willingness to put forth the effort to grow their own, leave them alone. Leave, leave them alone. alone. Personal stash. Yeah, leave them alone. That's absolutely, you know, Oklahoma did it better than any place I could think of. They still limit the plants, but it's a good number, I think, because if you got a couple with both have a medical card, that's 12 plants a household. That's enough, isn't it? If you grow it right, that's more than you'll ever need. Yeah. You, you know, for your, for that household. Right. But, but, uh, yeah. So, you know what we say, you know what we say to those people when they do stupid shit like that, feck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I, I would say it the other way, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're going to be able to, we're, we're doing a little South Park type, uh, uh, you know, act, activation type, just to be able to get the feck off out there. Because, you know, a lot of people don't know what FECO is, you know. Yeah. And, uh, FECO, you know, FECO, we don't care what they call it. It's full extract cannabis oil, no matter how you it's, it's been around a thousand, it's been thousands of years it's been around. It was just uh, a couple weeks ago. I was talking with one of my neighbors out in the yard. You know, it's that time of year where you got to drag the sprinkler around, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were both doing that one evening. I think it was last week. And he was telling me, you know, about uh, 
Uh, he and his wife had just took a trip, went up to Oklahoma and got a cabin up at, you know, Beaver's Bend. And, and uh, he said he, he tried to go into the dispensary and see if he could get some, some weed, you know. And uh, he's told me before that he don't smoke because he gets, you know, drug tested at his job on a regular basis and whatnot. He just can't afford to. But he figured, you know, what the hell, I'm in Oklahoma. I'm on vacation. Can't hurt. So uh, he's telling me the story. And, of course, they wouldn't do anything because he didn't have an Oklahoma ID, you know. But uh, they did, sell, you know, point him in the direction of Delta 8 and Delta 10 products, you know. So he still got his game on, right? And he's telling me all about it. And I said, uh, he said, you know, I can't wait till Texas gets a medical program or, or, or at least something. And I said, well, did you know, we actually do have yeah. a medical program in Texas. And he's like, no, we don't. And I said, yeah. yeah. I said, it's limited, extremely limited. Yeah. But it's actually not too shabby right now. If you talk to a lot of veterans who are using it for PTSD, they're, they're using the gummies that, you know, they got 25 milligram gummies nowadays. Gummies are awesome, man. Yeah. The problem is it's so damn expensive. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just, there's no, it's, there's no, there's no competition. Mm-mm. No. And, and well, and they've got so many restrictions on the producers having to be vertically integrated, you know, seed to sale. Um, nobody, having, does any good. nobody does that. You're better to let the growers do the growing, right. And then let the sellers do the selling. Yeah. Well, and, and, and let the processors do the processing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, let every specialty do what they do best. Right. Like but anyway, yeah. what I was getting you, at is he building a building. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but, but the, my, my point I'm trying to make is they, they, um, the restrictions of not being able to have brick and mortar shops around the state even. Yeah. You know where where they have to physically transport medicine, and if they if somebody doesn't come and pick up their medicine, say, you know they're around Austin, I believe is where yeah, one of them is, yeah. and one of them's close to Houston, but uh, or closer to Houston, but uh, it, say they go to all the way to El Paso to make their delivery date right for patients that have their orders placed, and they go out there, and somebody doesn't show. They have to have that medicine back in Austin before midnight. Oh, my God. That's or they're so breaking scary. the law. It has to be housed in that one location. What the hell? They make and, it really and, difficult. Yeah, which in turn makes yeah. it more expensive. You know, in Canada, yeah, you can't be, it can't be done. You know, in Canada, they legally can legally buy flour, but you can't legally make pico. You cannot legally make pico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it, you know, we, 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 we say it all the time. We've come a long, long way in the last 25 years. we still got a long, long way to go. It's just even that much more obvious, isn't it? Because I think yeah. we were just, you know, um, outlaws and just getting away with it. I just felt better about it because we didn't see that long way coming because we just dealt with what we had and it was fine, man. We don't. It's cool, though. I'm glad to be alive, and it's really cool to have somebody like you continually doing what you're doing. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan, and uh, you're, you're a big inspiration for a lot of people and, you know, people that have, you know, kids that, it's, you know, that, that have uh, seizures and epilepsy and stuff like that. Man, they need to listen to what you got going on, man, because it's, uh, 
uh, you're 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 going to change a lot of people's lives. You know, you you have already, and you're going to continue to do it. It's 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 real. You know, is it true, Chris, that um, this is I've read this and I've read it numerous times that if you wanted to use cannabis legally with seizures, that you literally have to use two FDA approved drugs first. They have to go through the whole process of them not working, and then you can use it. Yeah. <laughs> Back off. Yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the current law in Texas for, for epilepsy, fucked up. which I think, uh, I, I now I, I could be wrong. I don't, it might've changed in 2021, but I don't think it did. I know they were trying to get it to where it, they did get all forms of epilepsy or all forms of seizure disorder, uh, expanded because it used to be just strictly intractable epilepsy. Oh, wow. And, uh, we got that changed in 2019, I believe. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's still, uh, ludicrous to, to think number one, that they have the limitations of, of any, any kind made by lawmakers when, when it's a, it's a medicine, yeah. it's well recognized worldwide as a medicine in yeah. this day yeah. and age. Yeah. And, uh, never killed anybody, never killed anybody. And, uh, Lawmakers are not, well, most lawmakers, there are some who are formerly physicians, but they're not doctors and they not, they're not the patient who knows what they've tried on the black market that's worked. You know, when they go do go in to talk to a doctor and say, okay, well, what you're talking about, not what I've done before, this I know will work or right. or it just it boggles my mind how lawmakers are making these rules. It's how they can look at themselves at night and they can look at their kids and their wives. And you know what? The, I, 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 somebody pointed out to me, and, and, and it's true, is that um, somebody in that position is going to have to have something major happen to them directly that affects them and the cannabis comes in and saves the day. Well, like yeah, we know it can, like we know it can, you know, and like we know it doesn't affect anything, man. And it's and the whole concept of, you know, the only side effects are you get high, and it's like, and and what's wrong with that? It's being high is maybe the word is wrong, man. Being high is is being happy, you know. And and another thing is um and psilocybin mushrooms, man. That's you know, I'm I'm a big fan of microdosing those, and my my mentors believe that if you're doing um, if you're if you're dealing with cancer, you need to be doing mushrooms every single day. There's a lot of lot of professionals that believe that. Yeah. Actual yeah. medical professionals that are saying that nowadays, you know, uh, and and uh, and com- combination with the medical professionals that are saying that have learned about cannabis through back channels and said, why wouldn't we taught this in school? Why in med- you know, medical school. Well, yeah. This yeah. was known when I was in medical school. Why? Why was this not included? Yeah, There's you know, and not just cannabis, but a lot of other plants as well. Everything that's that's not meant to the pharmaceuticals is not that's 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 man-made. Mm-hmm. That's not. It's like, that, and it's a re- replica of something in nature. Every bit of it. Every bit of it is, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the concept is there, but then, but it's man-made. It's man-made. It doesn't. The body doesn't process it. That's yeah. The Plus. It's it's what they're doing with it. It's like you said, we're, they're killing the symptoms. You're good for them. It's not killing the cause. And the cause is 
comes back. It just comes back even harder, faster, more. Build it up, you make it stronger, and then it comes back, and it comes back, and it never gets cured because your body's got to fight the fight, man. It's a virus. It's a battle, us against them. And um, if you eat good food and you know diets, diets probably the number one thing. I'm a big believer in that, man. I I make a smoothie every day that's got only cancer cancer killing properties. All these different kinds of nuts, Brazil nuts and walnuts and uh, hemp hemp seed flour and hemp flour. Um, the smoothie's amazing. It's on the it's on our website or the app um, every day. Brussels sprouts, asparagus, radishes, full kiwi, lemon, pretty pretty healthy. He asked Jack what it tastes like, and he said it tastes like health. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> well, I feel like we could probably go on and talk forever on this subject, Jim, uh, because both of us are so passionate about it, you know. Uh, but I want to thank you for coming on and telling us all about the FICO Playbook. I hope maybe some more people will reach out because of this interview and uh, get you some more of those those rock stars that you're looking for. And, and uh is there, is there any last thoughts that maybe you have for anybody before we go? You know, um, just the the fact that you know don't 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 wait for the doctor to tell you to go home and get your affairs in order. Consider using cannabis first, uh, and it, it's a great preventive medicine. But also, just if you get sick, it's it's consider uh, looking at some options that we put together because all the survivors that are survivors of survival. You know what I mean? I wouldn't listen to it. I, I'm, I'm, I don't trust doctors. And that's kind of what we, we both agree on is that you can't put all your trust in a doctor. Uh, they're, they, get, they, they don't get paid to, to treat. They don't get paid to cure you. They get paid to treat you. Yeah. And there's a, yeah, one quick thing in, in Asia, somewhere in Asia, that they, they pay the doctors to do preventive maintenance on you. And if you're sick, they don't pay the doctor, but they still have to treat you. Hmm. Interesting. But I appreciate what you do, buddy. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, well, same here. I appreciate you coming on, and and I appreciate everything you do because you're obviously paying it forward. Uh, as as I know you feel you should. That, absolutely. No, I, I believe in it, and everybody else that can afford to and has the will 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 power to do it, do it. Feels good. Absolutely. Hey, y'all. Gramps here. I just wanted to take a minute and thank everyone for listening and supporting me and the podcast for the past year. I want to also take this opportunity to let everyone know that I will be putting the show on the shelf for the foreseeable future, as I have been given the great opportunity to work with the wonderful organization, the Texas Cannabis Collective. I've currently accepted the position of treasurer and as a member of the board, and will be working diligently alongside many other great people and activists and working toward cannabis law reform in the state of Texas. Uh, I will still be involved with interviewing people and the whole discussion around cannabis law reform. Uh, and you can catch all that action and much, much more at the Lone Star Collective podcast or at the collective's website at txcanico.com. That's T-X-C-A-N-N-A-C-O.com. Thanks again for a great year, guys, and let's keep this subject moving forward. Grant's Place. 
the podcast where I bring you the doctors, scientists, patients, politicians, and ordinary everyday people to talk about anything and everything with facts and first-hand reports so you can make your own decisions on important issues. Cannabis law reform, politics, criminal justice, government, and economics are just a few. As always, I thank you for listening and for your generous support.